It was a pretty rough weekend for Sun Devils basketball. You are Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Locked On Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils. Thanks, as always, for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. And a shout-out to my everydayers who are here every day. Wherever you're getting your podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications to get an update whenever we post new content. You can stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can find me at RichieBrad36 and the podcast as well at LO underscore Sun Devils. All right. Welcome back. This is a new feature of the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. So if you guys are not aware, we are six days a week now. Sundays will be exclusively dedicated to basketball coverage. We're going to recap the two games that happened over the weekend. So we're always doing something basketball. So once a week, for sure, if anything big happens, or if I feel the need to have a bigger dialogue about something, then we'll talk about it throughout the week. But the bottom line is no matter what, you guys are getting basketball content. Unfortunately, I come as a bearer of bad news for Sun Devils basketball. Sun Devils went 0-2 this weekend in their trip through the state of Oregon. We are going to take a look at the uh, game against the Ducks first, and then we will move on to talk about the loss to the Beavers next. But talking about playing Oregon, so so Oregon's a good basketball team this year. They are tied for first in the Pac-12 right now. Uh, entering this entering this game, uh, Arizona State was also tied with Oregon for number one in the conference and the winner would become top dog and, you know, tie whoever else would have been there. An example, Arizona, I know is tied for first place right now. So you had a lot of stake on the, on the game here and you came out and you played a very good first half, led them 33 to 28. And it felt like you were just trying to find some good cruise control opportunity, but then the second half rolled around. And the defense was not as tight as you would like it to be. And all of a sudden, Oregon is able to do pretty much everything they wanted. And if you watch the second half, I'm sorry, because I had a difficult time watching it. Oregon shot just under 70% from the entirety of the field in the second half. There was a point, I think it was 15 straight buckets made from deep, from the paint, wherever. They were just, they they couldn't miss. They couldn't miss. And it just, it just stacked up. And it, it, it was, it was so not fun to watch. And giving up 52 points in any half sucks. Giving it up when you had a five point lead sucks even more. And then losing by 19 is the worst. But Man, there there was just a lot that went wrong for the Sun Devils, and they were not able to get anything going from deep. This hasn't been a team this year that has been thriving with the deep ball. They're not they're not that that unit that is able to really stretch out opposing defenses and spread them out and force them to respect being able to shoot beyond the arc. But it, it, it's just been so evident these last couple of games and especially against Oregon state, we'll get there in just a second, but ASU went four of 17 from deep. 
And right now there's, there's almost nobody that you feel confident pushing the ball with like Frankie or not Frankie, uh, Adam Miller, who, when he's on, he's on has not been on lately. And ASU was suffering because of it. Like they are, they are missing arguably their most explosive shooter when Adam Miller isn't participating. He went over three from deep. He went two from seven on the field. Not great. Frankie Collins, who for all intents and purposes has been the Sun Devils best player this year was limited offensively. Just went four of 13 from the field. 0 for four from deep. Jose Perez had a great game, 20 points. He shot 67% from the field and a perfect two for two from deep. I am still waiting to hear the reason why he doesn't shoot from deep more often. I wish he would because it feels like when he does, he's going to make it and not having anybody else that's able to do that. You feel like that element is missing from your game, but yet it's, it's dangling right in front of you. Like, here's your solution. Why aren't we getting it? That's where it gets so frustrating. And it's, it's not a Jose Perez problem per se, because that's not the strength of his game. He's somebody who knows how to get to the foul line. He's somebody who knows how to drive the lane, be aggressive, get boards and all that good stuff. He's not a deep shooter, but this year he's been, by far the most effective deep shooter on the team to the point where I I wish you would talk to him and be like, Hey, are you willing to take some more shots? Cause when it, when he does, it works. He's leading the team in a deep percentage. He's shooting 52% from deep, but also keep in mind, he's, he's not taking very many shots. Like he is averaging, um, what was it? less than less than two, three points per game. And he pretty much makes it every time. So you would love to see that increase to two, three, whatever. But I just don't know if it's going to. And that sucks because that's that's the lone guy that you feel you can count on for the deep ball. But when you're not able to hit shots and Oregon is unable to miss shots, that's just a recipe for disaster and getting your teeth kicked in. That's what happened to Arizona State against Oregon. Uh, We're going to talk about the game against Oregon State here in just one second. This is the Locked On Sun Levels podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Happy Super Bowl to all those who celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. Of course, you cannot have a great day without that Buffalo chicken dip. And you can't have a great day without ending the season with a win or two or three. And FanDuel has so many ways for you to do that. Not only can you bet on who wins Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel has bets and props for which players score touchdown, how many points are getting scored and more. New customers join today and you'll get $200 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. I also want to talk to you about our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. It's what brings home the winning trophy, and it's also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, 
roof racks, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're in the speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because at eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay guaranteed fit. Only available to U.S. customers. Once again, I appreciate you guys for tuning in and making us your first listen of the day. Wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like, subscribe, turn on notifications, and a shout out to my everydayers who are here every day. Let's hop back into our conversation now and take a look at the next game. And that was a another frustrating game was against Oregon State. And if if you want to talk about not being able to score, that was this game. Arizona State shot just under 35% from the field, which for this team feels pretty on base. But remember I mentioned the three-point shooting was horrible. You went three for 26, 11.5%. Three for 26 from deep. They hit their very first one, courtesy of Jemaya After that, they didn't hit anything until the final few minutes of the game. It was such a thorough, frustrating inability to be able to hit that deep ball. And Arizona State really paid for it, man. Like, they they just, mm-mm. They, they, they couldn't do anything. They, they literally could not do anything. And when you run into that situation, you're obviously not going to win very many basketball games. But more importantly, you're you're losing your your I wouldn't call it self-esteem, um confidence. You're losing your confidence and your ability to be able to win basketball games. And the Sun Devils are in a skid right now, man. They have lost four of their last five. And a team that opened up Pac-12 conference play, a perfect 4-0 is now 5-4 and in conference play. And they're they're struggling everywhere on the road, at home. They're not, they're not getting things done right now. And this Oregon State game was just so frustrating. Uh he, here's the craziest part. You put Oregon State on the line. I'm not exaggerating. You put them on the line 49 times. Four nine. 49 times. That is so many points. And yet they only converted 29 of them. So they shot under 60% of their free throws. You lost this game by 13 points. After putting them on the line almost 50 times, you lost by only 13. That is bonkers to me. And it's not like they were great from deep either. They went three for 14, so they were 21%. They just shot great from the field, 56.5%. There wasn't much that wasn't going down inside of the arc. But it's it, it's just not capitalizing on those opportunities. Oh, and guess what? The team that doesn't know how to free throw shoot this year, the Sun Devils, 88%. They went 22 of 25. 88%. Because, of course, of course that would happen. The one time that's going good for you, nothing else is happening. Nothing else is going right for you. Not from the field, not from deep. Defensively, it just felt like they were getting tired at certain points. And there were 
a lot of opportunities for Oregon State that they capitalized on. The Sun Devils had a lead in this game at the very beginning when it was 3-0. That's right. Jemiah Neal hit the three-point, and then Oregon State came back, and they did not give up the lead the rest of the game. At, at, at no point did Arizona State have any form of control in this game. At no point did you sit there and you felt that Arizona State was going to make a comeback. Nope. Game was way out of hand. And there was nothing they could do about it. They they couldn't hit their shots. They couldn't hold the defense well enough. I mean, seriously, if Oregon State shoots even 70% of their free throws, they're almost at a hundred they're they're almost at a hundred points. That's how bad it was. Is the only reason that you lost by 13 is because they were so bad on the line, which from my understanding is pretty uncharacteristic of Oregon State. But you had two rough losses, man. And you're going to need to get things figured out pretty quickly because you are quickly dropping in the Pac-12 and you still have Arizona twice, man. The Pac-12 isn't what it normally is. But you can't be blowing these opportunities. You need to be able to win these games. And the Sun Devils are doing everything they can to lose games, and they're doing it very successfully. So they got to find a way to start shooting the deep ball more. Uh, Jose Perez is an animal. Uh, He's had three straight games of 19 or more points. He had 20 against USC, 20 against Oregon, 19 against Oregon State. He is playing like your most consistent player right now. As long as he keeps going, you just need somebody to step up next to him. You need Adam Miller to start taking better shots and being more consistent with his shooting, period. You need Jemiah Neal to live up to all that hype that I gave him in the offseason. You need Frankie Collins to uh, get back to what he was doing. He had a rough two-game stretch. Other than that, he's normally pretty good, but when he's off, the team is off. So you need Frankie to be consistently going in this. So that's your quick little update on Sun Devils basketball. Really rough weekend. Sun Devils are now 11 and nine on the season, five and four in the conference, and they've lost four of their last five. They got to get this right. They got to get this thing going. If they're going to get back into the race for the PAC 12. I appreciate you guys for tuning in. I am very appreciative that you guys are checking out the basketball content, and I am even more appreciative that you're making us your first listen every day. We're going to be back again tomorrow as we continue to talk all things Arizona State Sun Devils basketball, football, and otherwise. So make sure you hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications wherever you're getting those podcasts. I'll see you then, and until then, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sun